I'm Tom Weaver, director and evangelist with Rock Solid Ministries, a free North American revival ministry. You're listening to the RSM podcast, Just Preaching program. Today's message is one I preached in Okalona, Mississippi. So join me, if you will, as we go into the services of the Okalona Christian Church. John 15, 1 through 11. I am the true vine, and my Father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away, and every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes, that it may bear more fruit. Already you are clean because of the word that I have spoken to you. Abide in me, and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. Whoever abides in me and I in him, he it is that bears much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. If anyone does not abide in me, he is thrown away like a branch and withers, and the branches are gathered thrown into the fire and burned. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. By this my Father is glorified that you bear much fruit and so prove to be my disciples. As the Father has loved me, so have I loved you. Abide in my love. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in His love. These things I have spoken to you that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be full. Let's pray. Gracious God and Father, thank You for Your Word of truth. Father, the Word that when we allow it into our hearts and our minds and our souls can change us forever. Father, help us today to understand this essential union of the vine and the branches. And Father, help us to make sure that our connection is firm to the vine. Father, touch my tongue and my lips and let your words come forth today to your glory and to your honor. And we thank you for answering this prayer as we speak it, for we pray it in Jesus' name. Amen. We're going to spend the next three sermons in the 15th chapter of the Gospel of John. A special series of messages entitled The Living Union of Christ and His Disciples. Each time we get together, we're going to look at another section of this great chapter. What Jesus has said before leads up to what He says, uh, to what He is about to say in this chapter. Now, in chapter 14, and we just spent a whole lot of time in chapter 14. In chapter 14, <coughs> excuse me, Jesus speaks of the beginning or birth of the union between Himself and His disciples. If we love Him and keep His word, He will manifest Himself to us. John 14, 21, Whoever has my commands and keeps them is the one who loves me. The one who loves me will be loved by my Father, and I too will love them and show myself to them. If we love Him and keep His commandments, He will dwell in us. John 14, 16, and 17, And I will ask the Father, and He will give you another advocate to help you and be be with you forever, 
the spirit of truth. The world cannot accept him because it neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him for he lives with you and will be with and will be with you and will be in you, excuse me. And then John 14:23 Jesus replied, "Anyone who loves me will obey my teaching. My Father will love them, and they will come and we will come to them and make our home with them." He must go away, but he will return to dwell within each disciple who by faith and love keeps his commandments. Now he gives instructions on how this living union is maintained. There are things the Lord does to maintain the union, and there are things that we, the disciples, must do to maintain that union. In our third message in this mini-series, we're going to talk about the loyal union of the persecuted. In the second message, the open-hearted union of friends, and then again today, the essential union of the vine and the branches. Jesus is the vine, and we are the branches. Verses, uh, chapter 15, verses 1 to 3, let's look at those again. I am the vine, and my Father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit he takes away, and every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes that it may bear more fruit. Already you are clean because of the word that I have spoken to you. These three verses tell us that the branches must be pruned if they're going to produce fruit. And if we don't produce fruit, we're going to be cut off the vine. That meaning that we'll lose our salvation. I know a lot of people don't believe that you can do that, but that is absolutely the truth, that if we don't produce fruit, we'll lose our salvation. This pruning or cleaning comes from the Lord so that we're going to be more productive. And we have a choice. I don't think you're going to like it, but we have a choice. It is go through a time of pruning and growing, which can be painful, or become unfruitful Christians and get cut off the vine, which is our source of spiritual life. The disciplining of the Lord yields peaceful fruit and assures us that we are His children. We look over to Hebrews chapter 12, verses 3 through 11. Consider Him who endured from sinners such hostility against Himself, so that you may not grow weary or faint-hearted. Consider what Jesus went through so that when you're going through tough times, you won't become faint-hearted or grow weary because of all that's happening to you. In your struggle against sin, you have not yet resisted to the point of shedding your blood. You see what he's telling us? We've not gone through what Jesus went through yet in all of our struggles. And have you forgotten the exhortation that addresses you as sons? My son, do not regard lightly the discipline of the Lord, nor be weary when reproved by him. For the Lord disciplines the one he loves and chastens every son whom he receives. It is for discipline that you have to endure. Excuse me. It is for discipline that you have to endure. God is treating you as sons. For what son is there whom the father does not discipline? If you are left without discipline, in which all have participated, then you are illegitimate children and not sons. Besides this, we have earthly fathers who disciplined us, 
and we respected them. Shall not shall we not much more be subject to the Father of spirits and live? For they disciplined us for a short time, as it seemed best to them, but he disciplines us for our good, that we may share his holiness. For the moment, all discipline seems painful rather than pleasant, but later it yields the peaceful fruit of righteousness to those who have been trained by it. Anybody here like being disciplined? No, my hands, I'm just raising my hand, but not because I like it. I just wanted to see your hands go up. No, none of us like being disciplined, but we look back at it and we realize, yeah, that helped us. I, I talked about how difficult my father was to live with last time I was here. But there are all the things that I do appreciate about him because he did discipline us sometimes uh, in a way that was, I, I think all of my siblings would agree, was too harsh. But his discipline uh, still taught us a great many things. Taught us that we need to treat our neighbors as we want ourselves to be treated. That we, uh, the customer is always right. That's what he always taught us. But I think that's a Christian principle of treating people in that way. And a lot of times that discipline, many times with my dad, it didn't seem very good. But I look back now, and though I wish it had been done in a different way, and I think it could have been done in a different way, I'm appreciative of it because a lot of who I am goes back to how that happened. It is our part to thank God when spiritual trials come. I know you don't like that, but it is our part. And they give us the chance to grow spiritually. James 1 verses 2 to 4, Count it all joy, my brothers, when you meet trials of various kinds. For you know that the testing of your faith produces steadfastness. And let steadfastness have its full effect, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking in nothing. It is also our part to let the testing, the trying, the disciplining, and the pruning bear fruit in our lives. So it's not just getting through it and saying, wow, I'm glad that's over. But learn something from it. Whenever we have difficult times, whether it's at school or whether it's, it's at work, and I know we have difficult times at work because we deal with difficult people. Of course, those, those friends of ours never have to difficult with any, have any difficulty with us, I'm sure. But anyway, we have to deal with those difficult people at work or at the store or wherever we shop or maybe it's a neighbor. And we need to learn from those difficult situations. Even though it's discipline, we need to learn and grow from that. The vine is our source of life. The vine is our source of life. Let's go back again and look at verses 4 through 6 in chapter 15. Abide in me and I in you, as the branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. Whoever abides in me and I in him, he it is that bears much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. If anyone does not abide in me, he is thrown away like a branch and withers, and the branches are gathered, thrown into the fire, and burned. Apart from, Jesus, from the vine, which is Jesus, there is no life. We don't have any life apart from him. Apart from the vine, the branches... Christians cannot bear fruit. There is no power in our witness, 
our life unless we are living with the personality of the Holy Spirit inside of us. There, there, we receive no power from just sitting in a church house once a week for an hour. You know, you know the old story, sitting in a church no more makes you a Christian than sitting in a chicken house makes you a chicken. Well, you know that old thing. And that's the absolute truth. There is no power in just sitting in a church house once a week and not having the Holy Spirit living in us. There is no power in our testimony unless we are preaching the power of God unto salvation, the gospel. In John 6, 63, we learn that the flesh counts for nothing. But the words of Christ, they are life. And that's where we get our life. Listen, uh, brother and sister, the reason so many branches do not bear fruit, and we see that in churches all over our country, the reason so many branches do not bear fruit is they are so loosely connected to the vine that they're not receiving the nutrients necessary to fruit bearing. They're just barely, I mean, if you could see a picture of some people who are sitting in church on Sunday, if you could just picture them as, as the branch connected to the vine, you'd see it's, it's partly cut off. It's just kind of hanging there loosely. And you've seen those branches on your trees. You've seen them on your, on your tomato plants. If, if, they've, if they've gotten broken off, they're just not going to bear the fruit. When you eat the bread of life, and drink the water of life only once a week, how can you possibly bear fruit? If all you're getting is what you get when you walk in here on Sunday, how can you possibly bear fruit for Christ? Apart from a living union with the vine, the branch is going to die. It not only ceases to bear fruit, it withers, it dies, and it is cast into the fire. Verse 6, If you do not remain in me, you are like a branch that is thrown away and withers. Such branches are picked up, thrown into the fire, and burned. I think we understand what Jesus is telling us. And again, He's talking about branches that are connected to the vine. And we're not connected to the vine until we become a Christian. So this is not talking about non-Christians who never come to Christ, that they're gathered up and they're thrown in the fire. That's truth to that too. But here Jesus is talking about those branches that are connected to the vine and we're only connected when He grafts us in. And we're grafted in when we accept Christ in faith, confession, repentance, and baptism. Then He grafts us in. And if we do not bear fruit, then we wither and we're gathered up with the others and thrown in the fire and burned. Listen again to this. You either go forward bearing fruit or you go backward withering, dying, and being burned. Christians cannot stand still. Christians do not stand still. You know, when I'm holding revivals, one of the things that, I guess it irritates me, I don't know how, another word to put it, is when I ask, well, how's things going? They say, well, we're holding our own. Well, you know, the Word of God never says that the church is supposed to hold its own. Move forward. And when a Christian says, how are you doing? Well, I'm holding my own with the Lord. Well, no, it doesn't say that. If you're holding your own, your own isn't too good. Your own is going to take you backwards and you will wither and you will die and you'll be gathered up and thrown into the fire. We either go forward or we go backwards. There's no such thing as an inactive Christian. God does not allow fruitless branches in His vineyard. 
the rewards for our relationship as branches to the vine. And the rewards are, are, are wonderful. Let's go back and look at verses 7 through 11 again. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. By this my Father is glorified that you bear much fruit and so prove to be my disciples. As the Father has loved me, so have I loved you. Abide in my love. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. These things I have spoken to you that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be full. Now notice in the first part of verse 7, Jesus tells us very plainly just how this vine branch relationship may be maintained. If you remain in me and my words remain in you, that's how we maintain it. He remains in us, his words remain in us, and we remain in him. But his words had to remain in us. And again, a little scripture read once an hour, once a week, isn't going to do it. We need to spend more time in the Word of God. Every one of us needs to have a, a daily devotional, a daily Bible reading. Each one of us needs to listen to, maybe listen to some more preaching, make sure it's good solid Bible preaching, but listen to some more preaching uh, on the radio or on podcasts. Uh, we do a lot of it. Beth and I were listening to one while we were waiting for people to get here and open the doors this morning and uh, listen to it there. Listen to, to wherever you might be, but, but get into the Word of God every day so the word is in you and one of the rewards is that if our wills are in harmony with christ's will then we shall have an answer to every prayer we make the last part of verse 7 ask what you wish and it will be done for you there is great power in the prayer of a living branch and that's why when sometimes we just think, well, I just don't see any power in prayer. It may be that we're not the living branch that we thought we were. We need to make sure that we check our connection. Another reward is that our Heavenly Father is glorified when we bear much fruit. And this is our whole purpose. This is our reason for living as Christians. This is our calling as branches to bring glory to God. But the crowning reward for us, we see in the final verse of this morning's text. These things I have spoken to you that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be full. We shall be filled with the same joy which our Savior knew. Joy unspeakable, full of glory as some of the old songs say. A joy not as the world thinks of joy, a joy that just comes and goes, but a joy in that which is eternally satisfying. When we are fully connected to the vine, we have a joy that we cannot find anywhere else. The joy that comes from bearing fruit for God's kingdom. That is a great joy that we have when we are fully connected to the vine. To be a fruit-bearing branch, you must be attached to the vine. If you are not a Christian, you're not a branch. And you're not attached to the vine. You need to make Jesus Christ Lord of your life. As I look in this congregation, I believe everybody has done that, but I 
never like to take it for granted. So I'm going to say to you and those definitely who are listening to our podcast that if this is something that you are ready to do, if you believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of the living God, and you're ready to make Him your Lord and Savior, then you need to confess Him as the Son of the living God, repent of your sins, and be buried with Him in the water grave of baptism and raised to walk in a new life. You can do that here today in a few minutes when the invitation is given. If you're listening through the podcast, contact us through rocksolidministries.org and we will connect with you somehow and see that this gets done in your life. Now, perhaps you are a Christian, but you have not been very fruitful for the Lord. Now, the usual practice in viticulture, the care of vines, is for the branches to be pruned back each year in order to cleanse them. Some of you have done that. A vine produces certain shoots called sucker shoots, which start to grow where a branch joins the stem. You've seen them. If you've ever done any cutting on your branches on the trees or whatever on vines, you say, I see it. If allowed to continue to grow, they would dissipate the life of the vine through so many branches that the vine would produce little or no fruit and would produce mainly leaves instead. Every vine dresser knows it is important to prune away these little sucker shoots to ensure plentiful fruit since the shoots grow right where the branch joins the stem, creating a tight cluster where dirt, leaves, and other debris collect. The pruning is basically a cleansing process. The Father's work in our lives is to find a branch that is beginning to bear fruit, beginning to produce the likeness of Christ, and then to cut it back. He trims off the troublesome shoots so that we can bear fruit. We read that scripture from James about uh, when we're having trials, that that is a difficult time, but we need to count it joy. If you remember when we preached through James, I had a sermon on that very text that I called James, you're crazy. Because all of us think, who wants to be happy about being pruned, right? But God, if you're being pruned, if you feel that in your life, it may be that God is working to make you a better Christian and to make that connection to the branch even better. Is it time for some pruning in your life? Maybe it's time for some cleansing. As a Christian, if you need that, then I encourage you in just a moment as we sing to just come on up here and let us pray with you that God will complete His pruning that you'll be the Christian that you need to be so that there will be full joy in your life. Be sure to tap the like and follow buttons on your podcast engine so you won't miss any of our Just Preaching, Just Music, or Frontline Servants programs on the RSM podcast. Also, if you would, please share our podcast with your friends and co-workers in Christ and on your social media pages. We'd really appreciate that. To learn more about Rock Solid Ministries, our free revivals, online services, and printed materials, visit us at rocksolidministries.org. Again, rocksolidministries.org. Until next time, This is Evangelist Tom Weaver saying goodbye and may God pour down His blessings on you like a Mississippi rain.